I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Welcome to Oops the Podcast. I'm Julio Gallarati. I'm joined by Francis Ellis. How you doing, buddy? I'm great. Good to see you, pal. Hey, Ben. I'm doing all right. Dude, I have a question for you. Do you ever prank your parents? Like, do you ever like tell them shit? I can't. <laughs> I know. It's a I fucked up thing to do. Too much guilt. I know. I know. I don't want to make them worried about I stuff. Know. So I wanted to tell them both the story. And it wasn't like a random story, but I, I my mom answered. I was like, Are you is dad there too? She was like, Yeah. And I was like, why don't you guys get together? Or like go in the room with him and I'll tell you both. So then I'm like, okay, this oh is like God. too good of an opportunity to See, like but fuck you with do them. This. You're mischievous. Maybe, but I don't. I don't like to rattle my parents' feathers. You okay, know, they're Italian. Fine. They're like I don't want to. They get stressed out easily. But anyway, I'm like, guys. Uh, now that I have you both here, I was like, Hillary and I are expecting the gift of life. <laughs> oh my God, dude! And then yeah, I, I didn't really want to do it, so I just told him works. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. My dad was like. Julia, you can't do that. <laughs> were they were they happy? Well, it's funny because then I told them a funny story after that they didn't laugh at because they were still shell. Yeah, they were still shell shocked at the news that they would be grandparents. You start to lose credibility. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I never do it, but I was like, whatever, I have to. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think that's fun. Whatever. But from my side of it. I once had to call my parents from the back of a cop car. Mm. I think I've told that story where I got in trouble for smoking pot. I don't remember you ending up in a cop car. Yeah, well, we ended up like getting out of our car, and the cop brought us over to his car to call our parents and let them know what had happened. I don't know the Come story. Pick us up. I don't think I know the I, story. When I was high school, I got, you know, I was with a, a couple friends in the in a car at late at night down this deep wood oh, yeah. woods driveway that <laughs> was like eerily a, familiar. Yeah, you know, in a, you know one exit, one in, it was the one in and out, out uh, a dead end, and <laughs> a cop car. We were like hot boxing the car. And a cop came in, and we there was nowhere for us to go. He came over, you know. We rolled down the window, smoke, <laughs> smoke just pouring pouring out. out into his face. He's, he goes, "You boys been smoking the reefer?" That's what he said, <laughs> straight out of a TV show. You boys been smoking? And I was the like, reefer? "No, sir." And he was like, "All right, I've been here for a while. You know, I've been doing this a long time. I know." So we had to call our parents from the car, and then they came and picked us all up, and you know, it was a big, uh, big to do. We got suspended from the soccer team for two weeks. That's a great way for that cop to handle that. Yeah, he wasn't gonna. There's no reason to bring you downtown. Yeah, he didn't. Quote unquote. He didn't even. He didn't even write us up. Right. Which makes me think he smoked all the weed because <laughs> we bought a quarter, which was, know, at, was in, at that time. time was a lot. That was your weekend. And he took, oh, at least he took the rest of the bag. We'd probably smoked like three bowls. So, okay. No, I didn't mean weekend like you would smoke it in a weekend. I meant like that's the, that's your only activity. Yeah. Yeah. I went to high school in an equally sort of like desolate isn't the word, but like I found myself down many, there was this path that they called Shady Grove. Yeah. And you drive down Shady Grove Park and then you'd smoke pot out of like a fucking converted Poland spring yep. bottle. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Dirty. You gotta, yeah, hit the... No, no, but not even like the, the commercial ones, like the giant... Oh, the big gallon or yeah, even bigger. Like this, yeah. yeah, the five gallon thing. Wow. They make this like gravity bong, whatever, and you just get fucking so high. Yeah. It's like the, all you do, and then you go to Taco Bell. That's your weekend. 
It's a pretty good weekend. <laughs> Dude, our our one-way pot smoking place was called The Landing. I like that. Isn't that amazing? These are these sound like Shady Grove, The Landing. These are these are high school Netflix series. Yeah. Names. Classic. Where you're like those writers didn't have much of an imagination. <laughs> That's what it is. But dude, yeah, I remember like the person would show up with that bag and you'd be so excited when they yeah. just they did this and the bag opens yep. and you see it all there and you're like, "Oh my god." Yeah. We're, we're going to get so pot. high. Dude, getting acquiring pot in high school used to be, you know, it's like trying to find gold. Because <laughs> I had to go buy it once in Portland, and I was taken to a, an actual drug dealer's house. Oh wow! And they had guns lying around. Oh my god! On the on the couch. It, but you, they were like selling handguns. You were why? So you weren't going through the distributor who was at your high school. I you didn't have that yet. I, I, yeah. Somehow I went through the distributor <laughs> distributor kid of the high, of the school I had gone to before <laughs> and he was connected to the like main guy right. who could get people heroin just as much as weed you know right 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 that's scary. there were not many the, the, the drug dealing network in maine from the top to the runners isn't there's not a lot of offshoots does right. that make sense yeah. it's like you, you you're one you're one call away from talking to the guy who runs the show yeah you're like once removed the head of the main cartel (laughs) the main cartel yeah that's a funny play on words too um the main cartel dude i want to ask you something please so you first of all you travel a lot everyone who knows that we have a podcast usually this is from comedians that i hear this but they'll say to me like yeah how's i know you do your podcast with julio that's so fun i love julio you know, does he just live outdoors? <laughs> they follow your Instagram so and it's funny. all pictures of national parks and incredible like B-list tourism attractions right. in New York right. that are like <laughs> nobody would really go to. That's very accurate. You know, crazy yeah. monuments that are like way up on the, you know, the Hudson way, way, way up north. <laughs> and yeah, you're like, how funny. did he even get there? Does it, you know? So... It's it's really cool uh, that you you obviously are so committed to like hiking and doing all this stuff. Um, the reason I bring this up is I you know I know you had been to like Jackson, Wyoming, yes. and and some places like that. And I want to ask: Have you ever gone to one of these places and made a purchase that made sense in that place? <laughs> And then when you brought it back, it made no sense whatsoever. (laughs) Yes. Let me give you my example (laughs) so that you can get the wheels flown. I went to Jackson Hole, Wyoming Mm -hmm. to ski one time. Beautiful place. When you're there, you think you're a cowboy. (laughs) You want to be a cowboy. I'm watching Yellowstone right now. I love cowboy culture. There are a lot of cultures that I wish I could be a part of, but I know that I'm not skateboarding Mm -hmm. cowboyism the gay community Mm -hmm. (laughs) i want the merch (laughs) from these i want to be able to rock it we've talked about streetwear before same deal right like wearing a cowboy hat is the equivalent of wearing like all red in a gang neighborhood yeah like your affiliation is immediately known you like you said can't wear you wear a cowboy hat in new york city you're a fucking doofus yeah, you definitely stick out. You're, you're, you people think you're like on your way to a, a country bar to perform. 
Right. That that's where it makes sense, but otherwise you you're just being a goof. Right. And uh it just doesn't make sense. It's a really a gimmicky thing to wear a cowboy <laughs> hat. So I bought a cowboy hat because I went into the most beautiful cowboy hat store that made a lot of sense <laughs> right. in Jackson, Wyoming. I bought like a three hundred dollar cowboy hat. Right. Made from rabbit <laughs> fur. That's insane. I don't know what it was. That's crazy. It's like a pimp hat. I wore it in Jackson Hole. Out to the bars, having the time of my life, made a lot of sense. Brought it home, haven't worn it once. Do you still have it? Yeah, you should throw it on, dude. Why? Why? How could I possibly wear it here, though? You can wear it right now on the pod, dude. <laughs> the cow, the rabbit cowboy hat, and the and the rose jacket. Dude, I it's have the most a, insane outfit. Of I all also time. have a leather kangaroo leather hat that I bought in Australia. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. Straight if you start up rocking that, man, you just start looking like one of those, the, the guy who like doesn't leave his apartment ever. Yeah. He just wears cowboy hats. There's like a bunch of mannequins that have all your fucking weird outfits. You're like, when's the last time you went out, dude? But <laughs> this, is, this is my point. You get so swept <laughs> up in the place you're visiting. You're it. having such a good time. You love the way the locals dress, whatever, that you think like, I'm one of them now. Totally. And I, you make a purchase and then it, it, it comes home with you and all of a sudden... It's as if you captured an animal in the wild <laughs> and thought you could domesticate it, and it sits on your shelf looking sad. You're like, this isn't where you're supposed to live. That's pretty. This funny. makes no sense here. Yeah, has that happened to you? Yeah, uh, like not in that capacity, but definitely I've like bought shit where I'm like, this seemed cool, but it's not. Like I bought a sword in Jordan. Perfect, <laughs> perfect example. And I've never used it. Like, first of all, when am I even going to use a sword to begin with? I never planned on using it. It just yeah. was going to collect dust the whole time. It's like yeah. sitting in a bag somewhere. But also I was surprised that I was like allowed to bring a sword back. Yeah. But I guess it's fine. I put it in my check bag. Checking. Yeah. But when I came back from Alaska, I bought this thing called a, an Uluru. It's like some kind of native knife thing that you like mm. use to cut up fish or whatever. And there's a handle on the top and underneath it, there's a blade. It's like one of those like pendulum blades where like you put your head down and you get beheaded. Oh. Not the guillotine. The one that like comes from the side. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah a, a half circle kind of. Yes, exactly. Yeah. What I, yeah, the, the blade is a curve like that. So you hold it from the top and then you fucking whatever. Mm -hmm. So I tried to bring it back from Alaska and I put it in my bag. And my friend was like, dude, you can't bring a knife on the fucking plane. I was like, they won't notice. Were you checking the bag? No. <laughs> so I just yeah. put it in my carry-on. They immediately found it. Yeah, of course. He was like, oh, this thing is called an Uluru. It's a weapon. And I was like, oh, sorry. I didn't even... <laughs> I didn't even realize. So then they're like, you can just go like uh, mail it to yourself if you want. Oh, that's nice. So I was like, all right, cool. And then there was like, it was confusing. And I was like, whatever. I just bought one on Amazon while I was standing. I threw it away and bought another one on Amazon for 15 bucks. Well, that's bucks. so sad. But I gave it to my dad as a gift. Though. Okay. And I had gotten the original one for free for spending $100 at the Alaska store. Wow. <laughs> so That's almost like... Uh... It's almost like getting a pair of nunchucks with your first pair of bird dogs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what an odd <laughs> what an odd thing to accompany, but also a perfect thing. Perfect, dude. Yeah, it's yeah. true. It's true. We'll get into that later. But I have that the air like Middle Eastern blade that's like curved at the end, just sitting in my house. Mm. And I'm probably gonna throw it out now that I remember that's this a, conversation. That's a perfect example. Buying a samurai <laughs> sword because you went to visit somewhere in the Far East and you were swept up in the culture. Exactly. And exactly. then you bring it home and you're like, this makes no sense here. This has no application in any way. Yeah. Not even because like what I used to do is I would keep like crazy shit that I had because I'm like, oh, maybe I'll shoot a video someday and like 
maybe I'll use this. And I'm realizing I'm never going to use any of this shit. Right. So now what I do, if I need to like shoot a sketch or something, I go to Goodwill mm-hmm. and I buy a bunch of shit. And then when I'm done shooting, I return it and I get store credit. So I just keep recycling store credit from Goodwill for props. Well, that's nice. So that's a life hack to anybody shooting stuff. Is there any dilution of the value when you do that? No. You can for store credit. Wow. No. Look at Julio taking advantage of a nonprofit. <laughs> How about this guy? Straight up like uh, cutthroat king over here. <laughs> well, dude, it's funny you mentioned me going around and like doing a bunch of shit. I've decided I've become very frustrated during this whole, you know, uncertain time where like we can't really go anywhere. The rules are getting more complicated. And like I always try to plan all these trips and then it gets it never ends up happening. So I've decided to just try to make, I've been making my life into a scavenger hunt of destinations. I have this long list of spots. There's a bunch of shit in New York that's really fucking cool. Mm. And I've just been trying to go to like one thing a week. Oh, I see. So the scavenger, it's, it's places in New York. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if scavenger hunt's the right term, but no, effectively no, like it's kind of like, you know, like I have like that one of those app, Atlas Obscura tearaway calendars that has a different place on it every day oh cool so if i see one that's cool i'll just throw it down a list or whatever and then i just try to like go to all these places you so. should um at the end of all of this compile your own list of things that uh people should see in new york that are off the beaten path yeah I can and you know people who come can kind of do the julio tour i like that and get to see a side of new york that is very You'd have to be in the know about. Totally. Totally. Yeah, that would fun. be really that cool. That is a fun thing. We should do that. Um, if you were suggesting to someone coming to New York for the first time what they should do, what are, what is, what's your like, what is your must do for New York City? Well, you know, there's the obvious things, you know, which are all great. But, but I, would, but what, you, but, would you send them to Times Square? No, but no. like, I think the Statue of Liberty is worth going to. You know what I mean? It's Times Square, maybe not. But again, like the first time I saw Times Square, I thought it was sick too. So it's hard to like, I think that the person, like you would want to consult me after you've done the obvious shit. Mm-hmm. And then I could lead you a little more. Like, for example, I went to something last week that was really cool. It was, it's called the MMM Museum. It's just the museum. And <laughs> it's in an alley in the financial, like near the financial district, near City Hall. And it's literally just, it's the size of this room and it's a museum. And it's like one of the small, it's like, and it's crazy. It literally it like lifts up like a bodega, the entrance, and they have all this cool shit. Hmm. Like they have ISIS currency and like, you know, like ISIS currency? Yeah, like the coins. And I forget that the ISIS was like a state. They were well, trying right. to make Wasn't a country. A, a caliphate, right? They were trying yeah. to create a, a, a pan-Islamic state. Exactly. So they had their own currency and like, whatever. It's just like a, an assortment of random ass shit. And like, that's the thing that I think would be cool, is cool to visit. Mm. You know what I mean? Once you go to the Statue of Liberty and you go to Times Square and the Empire State Building or whatever shit you're going to do, there's a bunch of like little cool stuff that you can definitely get into. Interesting. So, you know. I love the idea of uh, some coin printer (laughs) for ISIS being, trying to tell, trying to convince people that this is the new crypto. (laughs) Like just being like, no, 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 I promise it's going to catch on. You just buy a bunch now. And you saw what happened with like, Bitcoin. Dude, those things are made of aluminum foil. <laughs> ISIS Nobody's going to want this money. <laughs> <laughs> it just is, yeah, I mean, pretty fucking cool. And then, like, there's other really, like, the Greenwood Cemetery is really cool in Brooklyn. It's like a, it's a gigantic cemetery. There's a bunch of really famous people buried there. 
including some of my family members. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> but it's huge, and like you know, Jean-Michel Basquiat's buried there. Interesting. And like Boss Tweed is buried there, and like it's so big. It's like a fun little like spooky thing to do, also during this time of year. I'm not a big fan of visiting cemeteries. There are some cool ones. But I mean, what are your reasons the obvious ones or you're just walking among death? I know, but you also can see it as like, you know, you're honoring the dead as well. I would go to visit a cemetery if I had a loved one who was buried there. Right. Like we have a family plot. Then that makes sense. Yeah. So, so you go and then on your way out, you're like, let's hit the old uh, yeah. boss tweed exactly. headstone. <laughs> but when I used to live in that area, there was there just wasn't like a ton of stuff to do. And that was like a fun thing to do. Like, you right. know. Take your girlfriend, go through the cemetery. I know that sounds like right. counterintuitive, but it is like a quirky, fun little activity. Sure. And my girlfriend at the time like thought it like had a great time. Okay. So, you know, fun. I don't know, whatever. Also, like uh, the Rockaways are a cool thing to visit. We don't have to get into like the specific list, but the, there's a ton of shit in New York because um, since New York is so condensed, obviously, yeah. that you can cover a lot of ground and do a lot of cool shit. That's so, cool. You know, go check it out. Awesome. Well, yeah. very fun. Um, <laughs> Dude, so I've, I've run into a new a little like issue. Oh, okay. Um, and we have some, we actually some good emails and questions too that we should get into as okay. well after yeah. this. But my girlfriend's Bitmoji is so hot. <laughs> <laughs> I want to bang my girlfriend's Bitmoji, and I feel guilty about it. Dude, like, look at her. Right? She, yep. She could get it. Whoa. So she, I, I don't know much about Bitmojis. <laughs> Did she? make that based on her own face so yeah so this is like the i this is the iphone and chris maybe we'll like post it in some capacity when we drop this episode but um you design it yourself Excuse me. you design it yourself on your phone though it's not like the bitmoji app yeah like all of our parents love it's like the one you do through the iphone and i keep looking at this thing every time she sends me one i'm like fuck dude i just like get triggered immediately mm-hmm. like i want to bang mm-hmm. my girlfriend's bitmoji which is like seems fucked up but it's also my girlfriend but is it well, I guess it would be better that you want to bang her bitmoji than some other girl's bitmoji. Right. You'd think it was better. And it reminds me of a time. I don't know if I've talked about this, um, but I had a rap character called Lil Young Big. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is me. I'm him. I created this character, but he's a character, right? And one of my ex-girlfriends used to tell me I'm really, he really turns me on in a way that you don't. Yeah. And I got jealous. <laughs> And I'm just jealous of myself. It was this such a conflicting thing. I'm like, fuck Lil Young Big. I'm like, but I am Lil Young Big. This is like the craziest thing in the world. And she was just doing it to like get under my skin. She, uh-huh. she would like say destabilizing things to like make me insecure. Uh-huh. And that was one of them. But like it was really fucked up. How she was like, I want Lil Young Big to fuck me. And I'd be like. Did you ever do it? I did a live Lil Young Big experience where I made these like videos, like a video art exhibit thing. And I like kissed her in character but we never had sex but like i stayed in character and she was like really did she actually want you to and you wouldn't because you feared that if you did you could only have it that way from that point forward we never got there if things had continued it maybe could have gone there and i would i guess i'm open to the idea of doing it and she wasn't the only girl who ever said that there was like two or three different girls who were like attracted to Lil Young Big in a different way. But those people were a little better because they at least were like, ooh, I'd love to try being with Lil Young Big. They wouldn't be like, Lil Young Big is hotter than you. Yeah, this is an improvement. <laughs> Stay that way. <laughs> That's tough, man. That's tricky. It, it does make you wonder about great character actors who, you know, method act and stay in character even when they're off the set. Right. And um, 
you know, like who's the guy from There Will Be Blood played Lincoln? Oh, Daniel Day Lewis. Daniel Day Lewis, right? Right. Has played Great so example. many incredible character transformed people over the years. And you wonder if his wife, is it a thrill that she's been able to basically remain monogamous while actually sleeping with seven to 15 different people? And some of the greatest men in history. Yeah. Like Abraham Lincoln. Like, am I, or does she get very tired of having to fuck Abraham Lincoln? <laughs> you know, like, God, I really, I miss my husband. Right. <laughs> the other thing I wonder about that, like, there must be some nuance to like staying in character for six months because, like, does Abraham Lincoln, when he's playing Abraham Lincoln, have to learn about a cell phone for the first time? Explain yeah. that thing to me. Yeah. This sorcery. I think it I think for the <laughs> most part it it comes down to the voice, not not departing from the voice. And I don't think that you're adopting a full worldview to apply to your own world. Right. You didn't you didn't have to time travel. It's he's, not like if Abraham He's not Lincoln. eating soup with a wooden spoon. <laughs> He doesn't stop brushing his teeth for six yeah, months. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say that, too. You know, it's not some kind of totally anachronistic commitment from <laughs> from you know, from Daniel Day-Lewis. But I, I that's a really good question. Dude, when I was in high school, uh, I was doing some theater, and we did we did a couple plays. And I, every night when the, the play was running, I would have stage makeup put on. Mm -hmm. And I would get, you know, eyeliner done and like a little bit of eye makeup and i could never get it off all the way mm. and i would show up to school the next day <laughs> like marlon brando with my eyes a little bit darkened <laughs> and all the Im immediately every girls girl. were like you are way more attractive mm. and then you start to wonder like can i wear this once the play ends and keep riding this wave yeah I mean, why the fuck not, man? Got to get it done. Have you ever worn eyeliner? Yeah. It's fucking And mascara? Like, not for fun, but like for movies and relationships. Do, do you know yeah. how much better looking people become? I know. I do. Marlon Brando used to do it what a, to make his eyes stand out. What a cheat code for women. I know. I know. Why is it so acceptable for women to wear that? Men don't, can't. Right. It's not normal. And yet it just... It, it universally improves the attractiveness of anyone, regardless of their gender. Totally. I mean, dude, you could start doing it. Like, I feel like entertainers are the people who get to do that. My my features are so light. Um, my like the hair on my eyeball area is just so light that it doesn't. You don't almost see it. Right. And to then all of a sudden have a little bit of dark eye mascara, whatever eyeliner, that kind of stuff. Makes your eyes pop so much. <laughs> totally. You look like uh, the lead singer of Green Day. <laughs> Dude, but it's a thing, man. And, you know, the more you your your star power grows, the more acceptable it will become. Yeah. You know, guys start doing weird shit. They paint their nails black. I don't yeah. want to go that far. As you shift into stardom and androgyny. Yeah. I don't want to go full Shia LaBeouf, you know, <laughs> where you're like, yeah, of course he's wearing eye makeup. Right, right. You know, right. that's just normal for him. 100%. I don't want it to make sense for me. <laughs> well, check out Lil Young Big's discography on uh, iTunes if you get a chance. Hell yeah. There's some really good songs. There's some good tracks in there. Went into the club in the panda to pants, pop of the pants, and the pop of the pants. <laughs> I recommend all the videos too. The videos are all great. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate that. 
Francis, I noticed you're uh, wearing some pretty comfortable pants there. You did? I did. You're always looking at my pants. <laughs> I'm always looking at your pants. Tell dude. you what, that's because they're bird dogs, baby. Yeah. That's all I wear now. I wear my bird dog's pants. They got built-in liners. They're extremely comfortable. They're slimming. Uh, these are the pants that I live in. I don't really see the point in wearing any other pants at this point. They really are a versatile pant. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like they, they're really good at adapting to, to climate. I've noticed. Yeah. They're good. They're cool in the summer. They keep you warm in the winter. I, I, I really don't know how to describe them other than to just tell people to go get them. Trust us. Uh, these are great pants. These are the pants to live in. If you want to get a gift for your boyfriend, get him some bird dogs pants. It's a bulletproof uh, gift. It really is. Like, you know, when you settle into just being naked in your bed and it feels so good and liberating and free, like this is kind of the pant mm-hmm. form of that phenomenon. Bingo. Use promo code OOPS right now. You will get your first pair of nunchucks with your first order, birddogs.com. <laughs> Go get them now, uh, everybody, and, and enjoy. They're, they're the best. They really are. Also, I love, the, I love that first pair of nunchucks. Hopefully, you don't have a ton of nunchucks. Yeah. You're just trying to add to your nunchuck collection. You have some, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> so, like, uh, you know, enjoy the nunchucks responsibly. Yeah. And uh, check them out. Uh, we got a good email if you want to go there. Yeah, let's get into this email. Okay, there, so, we got an email, guys. Well, we got a couple. So, yeah, I guess we'll go into kind of like the story one first. Do the, do the neighbor one. Yeah. So, this is a pretty good story. Um, it's kind of long, but it's good. So, here we go. Hey guys, love the podcast. Anyway, here's quite the juicy story for you. Love a juicy tale. Um, Juice me. Juice me, baby. (laughs) I'm very happily married and quite frankly, extremely obsessed with my husband. Well, we are friends with this other couple in our neighborhood. He's a doctor and she's a nurse. I'm a microbiologist and my husband is an assistant project manager. So we all get along great. (laughs) We also have kids around the same age. Well, I'm a very open person and we'll talk about just about anything with anyone. So we got into the topic of threesomes. I've had a few, and I, mentioned that, and I mentioned that to my husband and the husband of the other couple. Well, his wife wasn't around, and he asked me in front of my husband, well, if I buy you whatever car you want, uh, would that convince... If I buy you whatever car you want, would you convince, parentheses, his wife to have a threesome? So my husband says, um, sure, you can watch. So we all start laughing to which... Yeah, my- that's great. The husband is deflecting right. the, jo- the, the, the query... From the first guy, mm-hmm. which is like, yeah, you wouldn't be involved. It would be me banging exactly, the wives. which is a really nice de-escalation. It and is. also sets the boundary. Yeah. <laughs> so we all start laughing, in which my neighbor responds, "Well, would you at least tap me in?" So we all laugh, call it a night. Clearly, one of us. Foursome. <laughs> clearly, one of uh, clearly one of us is drunk. Well, the next time we get together, we go swimming, and that night. He ends up texting me and saying how guilty he feels seeing me in my swimsuit. Mm. Awkward. I just played it off to saying, thanks, I've been working out a lot, and ended the conversation. So then he goes golfing with my husband, and that night when he gets back back home, he starts texting me, telling me how he talked about how hot I was to my husband all day, pumping him up so he would want to fuck me. Oh, my God. (laughs) And I said, "Uh, I don't need any fucking hyping. I don't need any fucking hyping up thanks though bro and then he proceeded to try to talk about details of my husband and i's sex life but i just said all right good night so my husband and i have just kind of brushed off these moments um as drunk flirtiness up until the last time we hung out my husband cut his foot and and my neighbor being an er doctor we went over there i sent him pictures of my husband's foot first asking if he needed stitches to which he responded no but he could come take a look at it 
So I say no thanks and then proceed to tell him about our new neighbors that moved in, to which he responds with a fully erect dick pic. <laughs> I, I quickly deleted the picture and wrote back, no, <laughs> no, not okay, friend. I'm super madly in love with my husband, who's good friend, um, who's your good friend and best friends with your wife. What are you thinking? So he responded that it wasn't really his and then tried to switch the subject by telling me he could write me whatever prescription I want. Like, uh, no, sir. Dude. <laughs> you can't just drop a dick pic on a person and then try to be like, so, needs some Adderall? Good point. I told him no thanks and that we were just going to pretend like it didn't happen. Well, the next morning I felt super dirty for having a dick pic sent to me, so I told my husband, to which he texted the neighbor and told him never to text me again. And I told his wife about the picture. Yeah. She basically just said he's a different person when he drinks and she was sorry, but said that her husband said it was a fake picture. So I said, um, you know what his dick looks like. I would be able to recognize my husband's dick for sure. So she said she didn't want to see the picture. So it's been two months since we've seen each other. How do we move forward? Okay. <laughs> Lots to unpack here. <laughs> yeah. No there pun are intended, so dude. many moments of this email. I mean, every line adds a great detail. This is a great reader submit or listener submission. Very much so. Because she included a lot of really interesting, important details. Yes. So let's let's track it. So, um, you know, first and foremost, if you're with another couple and th things are getting loose and the subject of threesomes comes up and then you, I hate to say this, but one of the wives ad admits that she's had threesomes before. That's a pretty big admission to make. Right. Right there. And I don't know if her husband... I'm assuming he knew that she had happened? them before. But did she say that? Or did she say, just say the topic of threesome? She, says, she said, I've had a couple. Got it. And to have to say that, to reveal that in that moment, it's, it's fine. I'm not saying anything wrong. But clearly, that's what got this guy's brain thinking along those way, that way. Mm -hmm. You know, he started thinking like, okay, this is a person that I can coax into this idea right, right 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 and he may maybe he thinks that they as a couple engage in these things right right that her husband's right. on board too he married somebody who does this maybe they do this right so maybe he thinks they're candidates right i am just seeing it from his totally wrong perspective by the way which right. i agree right he thinks that she's putting out the threesome feeler M maybe because that's what you do when you when you're not like fully comfortable you're like <laughs> dude like yeah. everybody blows their boys sometimes right dude. <laughs> you know just fucking blowing your boys threesomes, like that's how you put that out there yeah threesomes don't just happen they don't just appear okay especially in later life you, you know groundwork i feel like swinging couples groundwork right, right. needs to be laid absolutely how do you feel someone out how does that topic go because it's a really taboo subject for a lot of people you're basically saying, like, would you be comfortable with me having sex with your wife in front of you? Right. Which I feel like 99% of people are going to be like, that's get the fuck out of my house. 100%. No way. Yeah, for sure. So it goes from that to clearly this guy is now fixated on this idea to the extent that he's like setting up. He's he, this is where it starts to turn for me. He went golfing with the husband. 
and and the whole time they're golfing, he's telling the husband how hot his wife is. If someone came golfing with me <laughs> and during the round was repeatedly telling me how hot my girlfriend was, I would not I would not want to ever see that guy again. That'd be so uncomfortable. Like, why are you doing this? Yeah, I'm surprised that the husband didn't like say anything to her about that. It was like it's weird. Yeah, he just he talks about how hot you are. Yeah, that's a real weird thing. Totally. And then, um, you know, for them to this this guy clearly just should not have. I mean, he's totally in the wrong. Yeah. And he, you know, he's saying like you're hot. He's texting with the wife a lot. That's weird. Um, and then the cut foot, but but they do keep hanging out with them. Right. I think I think the golfing incident. Would have been enough for me to be like, we're never hanging out with these people. Right, again. right, right, right. So I think the cut foot, I think I read that wrong. I don't think they went over there. I think this was just no, a texture change. Yeah. Right, right, right. My cousin still, cut his still. foot. Here's a yeah. picture. What should we do? Right. Here's my dick. Also, like, if if I sent a dick pic and someone was like, what the fuck? I wouldn't be like, oh, it's not mine. How <laughs> <laughs> is saying it's not my dick make it better? It's weirder to send someone else's dick. Here's my boy Chris's dick, by the way. It's nice, right? It's fake. It's like the weirdest fucking thing to do. Look at the. I don't know much about suturing that foot, but here, get a load of this dick I saw recently. <laughs> Look at this dick I just have on hand, dude. It's also funny that they have kids who are like the same age. Like, imagine if you just found out your parents were just like fucking each other. Yeah, like man. All all of your parents were having sex together. Like, dude, our parents, our parents are weird, dude. This is this to me is, I think, a real sad truth about men um, is that they can get worked up over an idea very quickly, and And then can't let it go, and then they don't weigh that against the reality. Or the consequences, right? The repercussions, um, because this guy is clearly not. I mean, he's got he's so much life that he's putting at risk by going down this road. Totally. But he has convinced himself that this woman wants to have is a willing participant in a threesome and that somehow he's creating this this square of of open sex, which is a he's convincing himself that this is like not. Not cheating or weird because everyone's involved and everyone's on board. Right. We finally found a swinging couple. I don't even know. It's it's possible his own wife would would be like willing to come to the table a little bit. We don't know. Right. But either way, he is ignoring the, you know, the the, the other couple saying no because they're not really saying no because they're trying to be polite. Right. They're right, just right, brushing right. it off like, dude, no, 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 no. But but they're not coming out being like, we don't want to have a threesome. Don't ever ask us again. Right. Um, because they're playing they're trying to maintain the friendship. And you have to live near these fucking people. So now it's weird. You don't want it to be weird. Yeah. But now unfortunately it's weird. It's and really I- weird. And you can never see them again. So I know. So I had actually replied to this email and I asked for some more details about Oh good. About, you know, now when you see them, is it weird? And they made they said that they were kind of like deep enough down the road or in some cul-de-sac situation that like it's easy to avoid just seeing them in the yard somehow yeah but if you're them and you do see these people in the yard what do you do now like you just ignore them or do you just at least still be like hey tom but that's it dude (laughs) if i'm the husband and i know that my wife received a dick pic from a guy who was trying to convince us to have a threesome (laughs) with them i'm angry 
Totally. I'm angry and I'm never not going to be angry at that guy. Right. <laughs> I'm never not going to be angry. Dude, sending your my wife a dick pic? It's crazy. I one of you has to move. Yeah, dude, I know. That's one of those thinking. families have to move. I know. You have to like what are you going to do? You're just going to stay there now? So uncomfortable. That's I hope that so I, bad, dude. I hope to get along with my neighbors. Um, and I, have you ever seen the movie Game Night? Yeah. So you remember how they have the neighbor who they try to like not invite over, and he finds out. Yeah. It's I I don't want to have that either. Jesse Plemons. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's so uncomfortable. Um, and I just hope yeah. to never be in that situation. I know. I know, man. Um, that guy was playing a a high school game at an adult level mm. in an adult environment where the stakes were too high. And uh, listen, if that's the route you want to go at that point, I think you need to find that on Craigslist or Swinger websites. There are safer routes to go. Yeah. You you know, putting a feeler out there with someone so close to home for a threesome is just not. You're an you're a respected citizen. You're a doctor. Like, what are you I know, doing? I, I don't know. It's crazy. I know. Man. And then, like, I mean, there's so many little like uh themes about this sort of behavior about these sort of like putting out feelers before you start doing dubious shit yeah you know what i mean and like you really got to try to shut it down early on i think the the husband did a pretty good job like you said sort mm -hmm. of being like you wouldn't be involved yeah type of thing yeah he did he did his uh, best he did a good job uh but i think some men really get off to people seeing their penis i just don't get it yeah and you know how i know this is well, first of all, I mean, the fact that exhibitionists are a thing right. at all. Or guys who, you know, yeah, open their trench, trench coat. coat guys yeah. like that, that. The fact that that's a thing speaks to it. Totally. Um, you don't you don't <laughs> hear about a lot of women who desperately crave eyeballs on their vagina. Yeah, you're right. Who I just I love it when men glimpse my <laughs> private parts. Dude, totally. This reminds me, though, have you ever gotten airdropped like a dick pic or something? No, I haven't. And that's another iteration of it. <laughs> I have. It is. And it's it's funny because like I'll get an airdrop on the train and I'm like, oh, boy. And I <laughs> one time I opened it and it was just a guy spreading his ass. Oh, my and, like, God. I just dude. I just couldn't help but start laughing. <laughs> like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, this is hilarious. And I'm looking around. I'm just expecting there to be a guy in the corner of the train doing this. Yeah, like making like, at you, like, like a what sexual do you think of that? But I was just like, what the fuck? It was like disgusting. It was this gross guy's ass. Oh, oh my god, dude. Too fucking funny. Yeah, there's there's no amount of lighting that can make a butthole look good. <laughs> guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast. I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running it's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. But dude, it, it brings up a very good point. And it's like, when you drink too much, 
it, it can really be a risky thing. And like, I, I feel pretty fortunate that like when I get really fucked up, I, I'm not like, I don't become like yeah. a much, much shittier version of myself. And we, uh, we've hung out and drank yeah. a ton. Like if I were, it, it would really, it can damage your life. Like even for us, dude, like yeah. if we started chilling and I just like was the guy who got way too wasted, like that would suck for us. Dude, if you <laughs> had pitched to me that night, <laughs> yo, you and I should set up a, a foursome with our girlfriends. <laughs> I'm trying to think what, like, how would that have affected? Because, you know, we would have, respectfully, we would have declined. Yes, of course. But, but that's mostly because... It's nothing against you guys. It's just that's not how we roll. But this is also funny because this could be construed as a way of Francis putting out the feeler. No, no, I'm, I'm telling you it's a no and there's no couple out there where it's a yes for us. Do you know what I mean? I'm not interested. We are categorically not, I, 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 I'm pretty sure I haven't spoken. We have never even broached it to her, but I just, I don't, I, I don't want to watch someone bang my girlfriend Oh no, and then have to do a podcast with that guy the next day yeah. <laughs> that's too weird i don't want to see your o face i don't want to see her o face while you're creating it i don't want to see you know fluids from other people no, no, i don't no. want to i don't want to hear the sounds there's intimacy there's privacy i i value that and um you know but but like in in just just going off of that scenario of whether it's you or another friend of ours who does pitch it to us, yeah. how do you make it clear you're not interested and then close that chapter and continue to be friends with them? It can be hard, man. And there's and there's been times where like things have been weird with girlfriends or like I remember a time in college, a friend of mine told me that my girlfriend tried to kiss him. Has it ever happened to you? No. Dude, it sucked. That happened yeah. to you? So, okay. So my girlfriend was coming to school to be with me. I was now a returning sophomore. She was a freshman. She went like a week earlier than me. And one of my friends took her out. He's like, I'm, I'll take her out. Like, well, and like, I sort of didn't love that anyway, yeah, but I was like, okay, whatever. And he ends up telling me like a few weeks later that she tried to kiss him. And my like, God. what a conflicting, terrible thing, because your girlfriend's going to say that didn't happen. And then how do you just still be friends with the That's guy? So we bad. are still friends and it was fine, but I, I'm sure that I was uncomfortable for an extended period of time until her and I either broke up or whatever, mm-hmm. but that sucks. You don't want to be in that situation. You know, it's funny. You, you think about that stupid old thing of guy code. Yeah. Nobody talk like guy code is something that is only ever referenced when you're in your 20s or you're a high schooler. And it's because people are like, you violated it. Right. Which basically means it doesn't exist. Right. Guy code doesn't exist. Nobody abides by that. Everyone's out for themselves. It It doesn't exist until you're an adult where you're like, I'm not going to violate my friendship. Right. You can think through your urges and your shittiness. And so by the time you reach an age where you actually would adhere to this stupid guy code, you don't need it anymore. You don't need some fake thing to cite yes. for a code of behavior. Um, but yeah. but in that age, like, yeah, he would have been, if he had kissed her, it's like, you'd be like, dude, what about guy code? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. No, dude. I know. I know. And dude, it really is uh, an interesting thing. And someone said this to me once. I thought this was pretty funny. He's like, 
if you ever date a girl ever, he goes, that girl no longer has genitals to me. He's like, she becomes like a Barbie doll. Maybe. Nothing. Maybe, maybe that's man. idealistic thinking. Maybe he's just totally full of shit. It's possible. If and he date... seems like the kind of guy who maybe would be full of shit. I'm yeah. Like, like if you had dated, what, Emily Radikjowski mm-hmm. and broke up. I know. How long is he given as the, the lay period, the, the window before if she were to have approached him? He's like, no, I'm sorry. I value my friendship with Julio too much. <laughs> so it's funny that you say that because I've dated girls like that who are like targets a little more, mm-hmm. who put that sexual energy out there. And like, you know that your friends wouldn't be able to resist that mm-hmm. down the road type of thing. And that's why I'm really grateful about my current girlfriend's demeanor. She like doesn't put out that like yeah, sexual thing, like that sexual vibe to other people. And it makes it so easy to like, hang out with her, bring her around. Like, right. I don't get jealous. Like she's not, she's not looking for trouble and I'm not trying to like shame anything. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I've just had girlfriends who were like, who went overboard with the flirting. Yeah. And I could tell that like there were guys in my camp who would probably end up banging her one day and probably have. Dude, I don't, <laughs> I don't like being touched by other women when I'm near, when I'm in the presence of my girlfriend. Interesting. Interesting. I don't because I don't want to be, and I know my girlfriend wouldn't, care right she's much more relaxed about it than i am Mm -hmm. but there is a girl who occasionally shows up when we have people over like is in peripherally we're never inviting her ourselves, but she'll roll in with others and twice now in the last year the two times that i've been around this woman she has been much too Mm. physical You know, like laughing with a hand on my shoulder or even on my knee or something. Mm. And my girlfriend's nearby. And I, as a way of getting ahead of it, I go and tell my girlfriend, like, this is happening. It makes me uncomfortable. I just want to make sure you know that I'm not encouraging it. Oh, that's good. Do I need to do that? No, but what a great way to get ahead of it. Like you said. Yeah, but she's weirded out that I'm saying something. (laughs) She's like, I don't care. Is it because she's so you... chill? She's just like a chill person. She, she probably. Is. She's a chill That's person. That's it. That's it. Yeah. But, but I even I even spoke to her and my friend Abba. They were together. And I went up and I was like, this is happening. It's happened before. I don't like it. I don't know what to do. I don't want to see this person again. Mm-hmm. And they were like, dude, just calm the fuck down. <laughs> they were worried that I was going to disrupt the, the peace of right. the evening. Right. By being worked up about this. Right. I, I understand that point. But I think it's good, too, that you're, like, making it clear that, you know. Let's put it this way. If the roles were reversed and she were with her boyfriend at a at a party that they were hosting. Mm-hmm. And I rolled in. She, the girl's single, by the way. Mm-hmm. And I rolled in and I started, like, touching her. Oh, yeah. Through no. our conversation. Of course not. Not good. What the fuck? I mean, that's grounds for, like, a fight or some no, shit. No, totally. Totally. That can escalate quickly. I don't know, man. I don't know. Totally. Well, dude, I have another good... Uh, so, speaking of, like, dating and, you know, drinking too much, I have a very funny first date story. Okay. That uh, Great. I thought you'd enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, And this is this speaks to what we've been talking about, drinking too much, whatever. Can I... Before you get into that, I'm so sorry. I was please. deciding whether or not I should bring this up because I, I do have a really important question about the same topic. Great, please. We were talking about the window of time that needs to elapse for 
men where mm. after a breakup, could a friend theoretically date that person you dated? I have th I've thoroughly thought about this and I have an answer. And I'm sure you have one too. If you want to share yours first. Well, please. I the thing is, I know that there are a lot of varying factors. One is like, what was the seriousness of that person's relationship? Should you ask permission? Uh, you know, et cetera. Yeah. But I want to hear your take because I had a situation where a very close friend of mine years and years ago had, had dated in high school mm -hmm. when they were like 18 had dated a girl for like a year plus. Okay. They broke up. And then eight years later, I ran into this girl and we hooked up a few times. Mm -hmm. And it I ended up telling him and he was furious. I have this I have that exact same story and I wish I never called him because I didn't owe him the call. And you didn't owe him the call. I was told that I owed him the call by a third friend of ours. As did I, and I called, and then one of, and then one of my other friends banged her too, and never made the call. And him and that guy are boys that are like close friends still, and it affected my friendship with the guy. It, it, I didn't have much of a choice. Everybody knew except the guy. Gotcha. And so he was gonna hear, and it was probably better to hear it from me. Yes. But I, he was so mad, and I was so taken That's aback. Crazy. And how much time had gone by? Eight years. They were high school boyfriend and girlfriend. That's bullshit. My opinion. Well, it almost makes me think that he still had feelings for her. Fine. But so th there becomes a time where those feelings are fair or not. So this is, this is my rule on this. My rule is you're no longer dating that person. Once you have a new girlfriend, I don't think you have any claim anymore. Yeah. But, but say that I have a girlfriend, we break up, I start dating someone else and then you start dating her. You're still a bitch for doing that. I don't. I can't be mad at you, but if I'm a, a a neutral third party, I don't respect you anymore for doing it. Okay. But if two girlfriends have happened, like if there's more to that, then no one's allowed to be mad about it. Wait, 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 wait. That's my. That's so how I you think you're this. dating you're dating someone. <laughs> you you break up. You get another girlfriend, and then you get another girlfriend after that, and then I hook up with your ex from the the first one. Yes. It's fair. Complete. No one has any. I think the first time it's even fair, but I would understand why people would think that's like a lame move on your part. It's like meet your own girl. Dude. So you're saying it's a it's number of bullets in between. How many buffered girlfriends is what determines the fairness of the swoop? Like, yeah, like and there's different levels of the fairness of the swoop. I think the swoop's fine. Like I moved on. I have a new girlfriend now. If you're now dating my old girlfriend. Like that's you should be able to do that, but like also, can't you meet your own girl? Like you met her while All we right, were dating. Well, that's, that's the weird. that's the defense you usually hear, which is there are plenty of other fish in the sea. Yeah. Why are you coming after this? You're just being like you're like preying on the existing thing, you're and like a it, fungus. No, I mean, well, another answer would be, well, you and I are very like, very close friends. Clearly, that's because we have similar interests, and that extends to our tastes in women, totally. which is why, of course, I'm going to be attracted to someone that you were attracted to. That makes sense. Yes. So, being that we are so close now, if if I was ever in a situation where there's a girl that I know that you had been with in the past, before I went to do it, I would talk to you. Interesting. I'd you be like, would ask permission. I'd be like, dude, what's the deal here? I know you guys used to date. Obviously, you've had many girlfriends since. I just want to make sure that it's okay. Now, would you be expecting me to give you the green light and be like, oh, dude, yeah, no sweat? Yes. What if I said, 
Absolutely not. That makes me uncomfortable. I wouldn't do it, and I wouldn't think about it again. Even though you I, wouldn't even think about I think me. You're wrong. That wouldn't think, think wrong. that wouldn't affect your opinion of me. I so because you're like that level of friendship with me now. I I'll, I give you the first dibs on that because I'm trying to be a good friend to you, and your friendship to me is important, and I don't want to fuck that up. So therefore, because of the other fish in the sea argument, before I even go there, I'd be like, hey, what's the deal with that? You wouldn't be like, fuck no. You'd be like, listen, man, like I do. Da, da, da. If you if there was any hesitation, I would drop it. But I'd do that before I would get ahead of it. I'd do it before I did anything with her. Mm. That's the ideal scenario. Obviously, it doesn't always work out that way. Yeah. Mine, mine really, really injured my friendship with this. Have kid. you repaired it? We have, but we just don't see each other as often. Yeah. Now, it's possible that by this point in our lives, our, our, our lives would have diverged to the point where, you know, we, we wouldn't be keeping up as much anyway. Right. And I actually saw him recently, and everything's, t- it's, it's totally forgotten, right. clearly. Right. Yeah. But at the time, it was intense mm-hmm. and uncomfortable totally. and very injurious of to our friendship. Dude, 100%. Um, so I, I think... Now, granted, the way I went about it, I, I, I absolutely take some of the blame. Uh, we, I, I hooked up with this girl thinking nothing of, like thinking that they didn't have. High school girlfriend from eight years ago. Give me a break. They man. didn't even, t- they weren't like talking. They didn't keep up. They weren't, they hadn't, you know, hooked up anything themselves in years and years and years. But it was just so happened that like her group of friends and our group of friends that summer started hanging out more out in Montauk and we got drunk one night and I like ended up hooking up with this girl on the beach. All good. Like just making out or whatever. Our house found out about it. Like some of my buddies found out about it. Cause like they were hooking up with other girls and those girls told. And then one of our buddies came to me who was very good friends with both of us and was like, you need to tell him or I will. And I was like, really? Mm. Okay. And I remember I sat him down thinking like, this will be no big deal. And it was a big deal. <laughs> and this dude up to that point in my life, really chill guy, l- laughed at all my jokes. Mm-hmm. Just a very placid, Right, he wasn't like guy. a competitive guy with you or anything. No, like- we never butted heads. We never fought. I'd never even seen him that temperamental. Wow. I, I all of a sudden, a shadow came over his face. Mm. And I remember thinking, like, wow, I had this dead wrong. Wow. And he was like, I was like, so I just wanted to ask. I was, I was literally about to ask him permission to, like, take her on a date. Wow. And he was like, absolutely not. Wow. And I was like, what? And he's like, I can't even believe you're asking me this. This makes me sick. What? That's what he said to me. That's fucking bullshit, dude. And, um... I was like, oh, and then I remember thinking like immediately I started thinking like, well, it's not really up to you. Exactly. You don't get to do that in life. You don't get to possess people. Yeah. You don't get to go mine. Women aren't cattle. Mine. Yeah. Women are. Yes. It's not. That's one way to look at it. Yeah. It's that you don't own. You haven't branded this purse, this livestock. It hasn't just wandered into my property. Totally, dude. You know, like we are making consenting adult decisions that we like each other and, and you no longer have claim. Absolutely. Especially if it's not a fresh wound, you really just lose 
you lose your stake to that very steadily over time. Now, here's here's where I made a mistake, though, okay. which is that after that conversation, I continued to see her. Oh, wow. But secretly. Got it. Did that get out? Um, Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and I basically, without even... Re- this was a time in my life. It was the first time I'd been single in seven years, and I basically just thought I could do whatever I wanted. Mm-hmm. I was like, nothing matters. You know, I've watched my friends be single for so long. They just hook up, hook up with whomever they want. You know, if people like me, great. I'm, I'm, I'm taking all visitors. Like, welcome, welcome to the fun zone. Let's, let's <laughs> dive into the ball pit. You know, <laughs> there are vacancies. Yeah, and unfortunately, there were at that point, even at 25, 26, or whatever it was, like the stakes were higher. There, there were, mm-hmm. there were like some no fly zones. Gotcha. And, um. You know, I I ended up continuing to hook up with this girl. Actually, I actually really liked her. She really liked me. And uh, after about like three weeks of it, I was I it really dawned on me that I did really value my friendship with him. And I was like, listen, I I went to breakfast with her, and I had to like break up with someone after only hanging out with them for like a month. Mm. And I told her the deal, and she was really bummed out, and it was really a bummer. And then he found out after I had done what I thought was like the noble thing, like, listen, I can't do this anymore. I care too much about him. He found out like a week later anyway, and then was two to three times more angry. Yeah. So you might as well have just kept seeing her. (laughs) And then we like didn't speak for years. Yeah. Damn, dude. And uh, I've always wondered, you know, who was right and who was wrong there? Well, I, I maybe I don't understand the nuances of the situation, but your high school girlfriend from eight years before, fucking get over it, dude. You know what I mean? It, I think that's an easier thing to say to a 30-year-old than a 25-year-old. I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe, but also maybe not. Yeah. Like, you, you know, it's a long time ago. That's what That was my mentality, and then people didn't really agree, and, and part of the reason was they knew that he and I were so close. Mm-hmm. But it's like, again, guy code is just another umbrella term that creates these insane, you know, law, like unspoken laws of like she's off limits for the rest of life. That's insane. Get out of here. Get over it. 100%, dude. All right. That's okay, all so, on that. I'm glad we talked about that, though. Yeah, definitely. That's a very good topic. Um, at, l- Let's leave with this email. It's mm-hmm. a funny story. I think that people will enjoy it. Good. Um, here we go. So this, like I said, it's a, it's a date story, alcohol involved, good stuff. Here we go. Um, a month ago, I met a guy through mutual friends. We went out, we went out for the first time uh, that next weekend. He was very vocal about his interest attraction to me from the get-go. Everything started really well. About an hour in, I remember thinking that I was having a great time. Unfortunately, that proved to be the tipping point, after which he proceeded to get drunker and drunker (laughs) dinner was fun despite we ended up staying for three and a half hours after which he was on the far side of tipsy i felt compelled to walk back with him after dinner as we have mutual friends and i feared he could get mugged or lost in his delicate state i went up to his place and hung out and hung out for a bit he proved to be a funny drunk i had no intention of staying the night but it started to pour rain i had no umbrella or raincoat we shared a bed that night but didn't do anything halfway through the night he gets up to the to go to the bathroom when he returns, it became clear that he had forgotten I was there. He gets back into bed, rolls over, sees me, 
and full on screams. <laughs> Loudly. <laughs> I pretended. <laughs> this, ah! this is insane. I pretended to still be asleep, woke up at 7 a.m. and left before he got up. Dude, he, <laughs> he texted me a few hours later asking if I had made it home all right and that he had a great time completely glossing over how drunk he was and the scream. Despite his behavior, I would like to see him again. I responded positively and told him that. A week went by. He didn't reach back out. I texted him once. He responded. We had a short convo, but nothing from him since. Oh, too Not bad. sure the reason for his radio silence, as he had been very clear about his interest in me. Am I stupid for being That's interested a, still? That's a great story. <laughs> I, that made me feel good. That was a heartwarming story. So funny. Dude, and so, so harmless. I know. <laughs> um, I was expecting it to be so much worse. Yeah. I thought he was going to like pee all over yeah. her or, you know, I, I don't even know what. But I'm sad it didn't work out because I was going to say now I'm totally rooting for this guy. Totally. I was totally in his corner. I was. I, do you think have you ever <laughs> have you ever gotten super fucked up on a first date with someone? Def, I'm sure. I, I, I will say this. I feel like I'm a pretty good first dater. Yeah. My first dates tend to go very well. Me too. I've made a fool of myself before. Not necessarily you know, on a first date, but like out with a girl. Like I found out some things I said to a girl once. Mm, that they didn't like. And she was like, I, could, I was like, who is this guy? Yeah. But and I didn't remember saying Yeah, it, watching but. the game film back never. <laughs> you're always like, well, that was in real time. It looks different in real speed. <laughs> You know, dude, I was like, I I said that on the heels of saying this other thing, you're you're, it's like, it's like, well, the refs didn't catch that helmet to helmet. And you're like, well, that's because it's a bang, bang play. You know, I was (laughs) he's been letting him play the whole game. Yeah, that followed 12 jokes that were totally clean that she liked. And then you just came in. You were like, blah, blah, blah. And she didn't like that one. All right. Dude, totally. Yeah. I remember one time I was in the Sony commercial. Where yeah. it's like I'm walking through this video game. It was like a pretty big commercial, but like not really. You know what I mean? But I had a billboard in Times Square. It was pretty sick. But I, this girl told me, she's like, you were telling me how you're like the face of the international oh, face of Sony. I'm like, ew. I was, I was all drunk. Like, I'm the internet. Like yeah. trying to show off. It was yeah. Like, really fucking cringe. Dude, dude. I, you want to hear my most like 22. cringe thing I ever said on a first yes, date? Please, please. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> I went on a date with this girl who, you know, was like a, a model. And I only say that because it's important to the story. She was like a pretty, a, a somewhat high profile model. Mm-hmm. Uh, like what kind of stuff was she doing? Like swimsuit stuff. Got it. And she had dated a professional athlete mm-hmm. who was like very high profile. And so everybody knew them. Uh-huh. And so they, people, people, people knew, knew her. They were a couple. People, yeah, but they, they'd been long broken up. But Got it. people knew her a lot because of because of her relationship mm. with this guy and she and i went to a rangers hockey game together mm. and it was like a noon game on a saturday or a sunday and we walked in and right away as we were walking down to our seats i could see a lot of dudes at the hockey game who knew who i was oh from cool. barstool cool and so I was a little bit like wanting to protect her. Mm-hmm. And when we sat down, I said to her, 
there's a good chance a lot of people are going to recognize oh, no, me dude. at this game. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. And she was like, oh, really? Like, what a horrible thing. I said it as well, a like. Especially because more people probably recognize okay. her. Right? Is that the cringiness? I don't even it? know if it's that. I think you just taking okay. that as it's on the surface bad. level. It's it's literally I'm a pretty big deal. Yes. It's literally saying that. Yeah. And with you know, you've heard the context by which I meant it, but it, it which was like if this isn't if you don't want to be seen with me, I totally mm-hmm. I respect that, and we should go. But it came out like as in like you know I'm sorry it's gonna be annoying, but like people will recognize me at this game. Yeah. It was me being like, if I don't want to like end, if you don't, if, if there's a chance that like you ending up on on being seen with me is going to be bad for you, you know, you're a pretty high profile person. I respect it, but it's like she probably by agreeing to the date was okay with that, right? Right. So I should never have said anything. You shouldn't have said shit. And she never, I it never came back to me like you'll never believe what Francis said to me at this date. But I remember knowing from that point forward, like it's over. My mm. chances are over. I s- sealed my fate with that line. Mm. Fucking ridiculous. So what happened? Did you guys go home together? After no, no. We, you know, hugged goodbye. Just, you know, that, that was a situation where it would have been like, I would have needed 10 spectacular dates as well as, to get drafted by the Yankees <laughs> in order for our chances to be realistic. Got it. And that makes it even worse that you're like, people are going to recognize me. I know. <laughs> She's it's like, really oh, are bad. you? She's like, well, are you? Well, until I see you getting yeah. signed to a multi-million dollar deal on ESPN. Until I see you icing about. your knees uh, <laughs> with a towel over your neck. Yeah, we're not going anywhere. Well, you'll get them next time. Huh? Dude, that, that story, yeah, that story's so funny to me. Getting really drunk on a first date. I, if it happens naturally, great. I, I, I will say, like, I've been on a, a first date once where it's not my intention, typically, to get super loose on a first date with someone. I am not, you know, that, 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 would, be a, that would be kind of a surprise to me. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's, like, usually my, when I was single, my first dates were always, like, during the week. Right. You know, you choose a, a weeknight to go on a date. And I remember I went on a date with this girl once where she we just kept she kept ordering like cocktails. Mm. And I was like, "All right, I guess I'll have a fucking another one or whatever." And then we went to this like lounge and ended up like dancing and kind of Fun. making out. And then she goes, "You're coming to sleep over, right?" And I was like, "I guess so." <laughs> like, I will, but just so you know, it's going to be hard for me to take you seriously if this is the way this night's going. Mm, interesting. And we went back, you know, sure enough, went all the way, and then actually did continue to hang out for like a couple months, but I just thought like that moved too fast for me. Mm, I see what you're saying. And, I, I think yeah. sometimes it boils down to that, like just moving, because I don't even think like... I I'm I never go out with someone who being like if she sleeps with me the first night I mean, like I you know we're adults now I don't care about that like I'm open to it in theory but yeah. for somehow by moving so quickly it can really negatively impact the process buddy it, it wasn't just the the sex it was like the fact that we she had been so comfortable as to have that many drinks with me on a first date you know have me sleep over mm-hmm. there was like you're showing me your world. Right, to, right away. Before I, I deserve to see it. Mm-hmm. 
you know, what what's next? You're going to introduce me to your parents when we get drunk on a second date? Right. Like <laughs> right. how many how how quickly are we trying to kick this can down the road? I, yeah, totally. It, you know, I it's not some old-fashioned idea of like third date, he's got to earn it. Totally, None of that. Totally. Totally. Uh it's just like I don't want to get to boyfriend girl you know what i mean like i you know let's but why let's don't date. you like why don't you like getting loose with somebody like th- that doesn't necessarily mean you need to have sex with them but like is there something because you're a good drunk yeah you know you're a great drunk you're a good time yeah you're not like weird or anything like from what i've seen no i know and and again i did have a good time but look when you're on a first date with somebody and you order five cocktails that other person doesn't know you well enough not to think does this person have a drinking problem Right. Like there, that that that's just a lot of questions mm. that like I I don't know that you're just blowing off steam and having a good night. I right. might be like, this is how you drink on a on a Wednesday night. Right, 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 right. That's too much for yeah. me. I don't drink that much. Totally. Um, or you know, I don't know that she didn't go on a date on Tuesday night, have five drinks, invite a guy to sleep over. Right, right, right. You know, you start looking around. You're like, I gotta I gotta pick up this language really quickly, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's one I'm gonna want to learn to speak. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, good. all right, well, Whew. it's a good, that's some good stuff there, yeah, baby. We, we got into it there. <laughs> Guys, we're having a lot of fun. Oops, the podcast. Send any thoughts, uh, dating stories, whatever you got to oops, podcast at gmail.com. Buy some merch. It's mm-hmm. going like hotcakes. It sure is. Oops, the podcast.com. Um, entire episodes on YouTube. Also, entire by episodes on YouTube. Check follow the Instagram. Follow me at Francis C. C. Ellis. Uh, follow him, not Julio. And we will see you next week.